Whew, it's a good thing I'm not rich. I don't have to worry about this passage. No, right? It's, it's very much profound. It's not like it's just focused on this rich man because he's rich. It's about what he does with what he's been given. It's a reminder, like many other times, Jesus would talk about the talents that we've been given and entrusted with our time, our talent, our treasure too. Time, talent, treasure too. Um, what we do with those things. And you can picture this rich man, he just happens to be rich, but this unwise man who didn't remember wisdom is to see the right order of things. And he didn't spend himself on the right order of things. Or he spent himself out of order. I mean, if I put myself in his shoes, like there I am in torment. What the heck, Lord? I was a good person. I didn't kill anybody. I took care of my family. I never hurt a soul. Why am I in torment? Why? This isn't fair. And look, there's Lazarus. I mean, what the heck did he ever do? He sat at my porch. He ate my stuff. The, the, the crumbs, at least, he ate that fell from my table. Oh, no, he didn't eat those. Actually, the dogs ate those. Well, anyway, what did he do? How come he gets to be next to your bosom, Father Abraham, and I'm all, you know, me? So it's just important for us to realize, like, our Lord didn't say, all right, now go and be nice people. Our Lord gave us some really strong indications, some high standards to live by. And they're not high standards of perfection, it's like getting everything right in my house, my house perfectly clean, my, my social status perfectly established on, on, on Facebook. No, like standards of love. First of all, for God. And then secondly, secondly, for my neighbor. Not just my family and my own peeps either. Like the guy that I don't know his name who sits on my neighborhood block or whomever. The kid at school that people are picking on. That's my neighbor. And at the end of the day, what I did for myself and for my family is good. But if it's only that, and there's not a lot more that I did for God and for others, it seems to be something's missing. Where do I spend my time, my talents, my treasure? How do I spend them? It's tax season, right? So everyone's like talking about or looking back on your last year. How, where did it go? What was it for? It's a good chance to do your spiritual I don't know, calculations of, Lord, did I, did I spend things rightly as far as you're concerned? on you and on my neighbor? Where did I spend most of my time? Myself, my family, only? Did you even get a tenth of last year's time, talent, and treasure? Was there more that you desired? And it's interesting too, this kind of separate topic, but like, hopefully we can process that without feeling like, oh, well, stop judging me, stop judging me. Put yourself in the shoes of yourself when you're in the, the situation of Lazarus and you realize, you know what, gosh, Lord, I'm really sorry. I made some serious mistakes. I'd like to go warn those who are in my life, my family, my friends, my peers. And our Lord says, well, they have lots of other opportunities. They have the scriptures, they've got the Catholic Church, they've got other preachers and teachers, and, and they've got walkers screaming in their ear all the time. And... <coughs> What if our Lord gave you that chance? Heck, why wait till you're there in Lazarus' position? Why not start now? What would you tell your friends when you realize it's all true? The standards of Jesus Christ, the teachings of the church, the passages of the scriptures, the warnings of the prophets, it's all true. 
Would our people around us, would our friends, our neighbors, our children, would they be open to receive? No, someone really did rise from the dead and he assured us of all these things that they are true. Modern world today, listen, someone rose from the dead. He guaranteed that this is the way, the truth, and the life. Leave everything else behind. Follow him. Would your friends look at you with great open-mindedness and acceptance and like, wow, tell us what we need to do. Maybe we should go to confession and get baptized or whatever. Or would they say, you're crazy. You're radical. You're judgmental. You're arrogant to think that you have the right way. This passage is still very relevant. And we ask for the grace to receive it for all that our Lord is trying to tell me, each one of us, individually, and for the grace to perhaps find ways to penetrate the hardness of the heart of the society around us to bring them the message that our Lord was so adamant to bring them. It's sad to say that not only then, when he first told this passage to the closed-minded Pharisees that they wouldn't listen, even when someone rose from the dead, they still would listen. But even today, 2,000 years later, our society is still so closed-minded, stubborn of heart, they will not listen. We ask the Holy Spirit to soften hearts, beginning with our own, and to enable us and, and embolden us to bring the message of salvation to all who will hear it. Amen? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.